It's a long way down, living six feet off the ground. But no matter how much I slouch, I know I'll never blend in with the crowd. It's a long way down. Do you have any like burning questions? Do you want to talk about Severance? Yeah. Have you seen Severance? I watched the first episode, but That's I didn't like it. Didn't didn't like it. No. That's actually okay. Why not? I think the first episode sucks, but I think I need to keep watching because the I, the premise is really cool. Agreed. And yeah. so, what turns you off in the pilot? Like that's actually really interesting. It's so fucking boring. Like I'm sorry. Okay. This was so uh-huh. boring. It was just like it wasn't enough to keep me reeled in, and I found myself like checking my phone a lot. I mean, I I watched the first three episodes all at once. That's just mm-hmm. how it was so i don't i can't say I, and it wasn't even like a conscious decision i think i just put it on because like mm-hmm. severance is good and then i went all right i hear severance is good yeah and i hit play and then i sort of it was a background show for like maybe half an hour and then i was like i gotta give adam scott his due yeah and actually paid attention and then just the first episode became the second episode and that's when i was like very solid opening scene i'll say the uh, opening scene is with cool her, with I don't her even, in the, yeah I don't think I like Adam Scott oh. <laughs> in like dramatic roles. That's, I, that's another reason reasonable. why it like turned me off of it because he just makes me uncomfortable. Reasonable point of view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love Adam Scott. I think I think as a nebbish, uh, nebbish office guy, I think he's actually sort of like yeah. you'll see, if if you choose to continue. I think you'll see he's actually a pretty good pick for this role. I like. I'm not. I, I don't. Mm. And, I, and I and I don't necessarily disagree with your general state you know no i'm, I'm just like, like it's kind of like it's kind of like a jason bateman thing where it's like yeah. nothing against it but it, it it tend the things where they're in a dramatic role tend not to hit for me yeah um yeah, yeah. very weird very shallow. weird and big little eyes yeah oh you're shallow i'm just shallow and like if there's no hot people not like i'm beautiful. not watching yeah 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 no john Turturro doesn't do it for you does it for okay. me? Oh, yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. That, the <laughs> mustache he's rocked in the Batman and in this. Yeah. Actually, what, what what's his name? Who's their supervisor? That guy's got good energy. Oh, I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, but I'm not sure I've ever seen him in anything else. But like his smi- his like creepy smiles are pretty great. I don't remember. Like he's uh, the, um, like the like the 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 guy who's like they're the in between between them and Patricia Arquette. Is she in the first? Actually, oh. never mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she also makes me feel very unsettled. Yeah, yeah but that's I, on purpose. But I think that's why you cast oh, Patricia Arquette. No, 100%. Arquette. Yeah. Like, Patricia Arquette, uh, yeah, I, I will, like, she's one of those people, I was like, I'll watch anything with, with her in it, because, mm. like, she is, she's tons of fun. No, but, like, I, I would say, like, actually, I'm more with you than you might think. Like, Severance, um, I give huge points for ambition and for, uh, cr- like, creativity like if you're mm. doing something i haven't seen before i'm going to give you quite a bit of rope to hang yourself with but yeah. um but i agree with you that like for about the first half of the season of severance i was like i want to like this show yeah. about 30 percent more than i actually do and i should say like the first two or three episodes are like 15 minutes too long all of them they mm-hmm. figured, yeah. they seemed to figure that out halfway through the season okay. and they suddenly were down to like 45 minutes per episode yeah yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, the really like I have to keep watching moments are all like the last half. Yeah, it's it's the entourage method. Yeah. Or you like uh you introduce some giant conflict at the end of the episode that you resolve within the first two minutes of the next episode, then you show guys just 
have an entourage lives. And then at the very end of the episode, you give a minute or two to the crisis. It's going to start the next one. The entourage method. Right, everything's an entourage. For everybody, uh, everybody who remembers a time before the internet out there, I'm sure you really enjoyed that. Welcome to Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". And today we have a guest with us, Danny. Danny, would you like to say your height? I'm 5'6". But yeah, so we, we, what we thought would be interesting today is uh, Danny is also, like me and Connor, an aspiring writer. Uh, but what is interesting is that like I am about a million years older than Connor, and Connor is about, I don't know, like uh, half a million years older than Danny, uh, just in terms of the generations of this industry. And so there is distinct differences between what I was taught as an aspiring writer versus what Connor was taught as an aspiring writer. And today we're going to find out if there are differences between Connor and Danny, because differences are what makes life interesting. For reference, I'm 14. For reference, Danny is 14. Um, thing. But I think that like what is, what is a good jumping off point for me was that like when I was coming up, the advice was um, to break in to get noticed was to write uh, uh, specs of, of existing series. Mm -hmm. like, and, and that was the entire advice. Like it, there was not like write your own pilots. In, if you're writing features, it was a little different write your own features, but basically everybody was like, nobody wants to read anything that is original. They want to see that you can write in the voice of this show. Yeah. And the thing is for me, the cutting edge advice was, yo, yo, fuck that, that's old people advice. Like, they were like, write your own pilots. Mm -hmm. um, nobody wants to read something that they, they want to see what voice you're gonna bring to the show, not what voice they already have. I will say that I was probably in the transitional period where they talked about specs, and I wrote a spec for The Walking Dead. Um, oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. Um, th it was that was the one time they were like, "Do it." Do you have a logline for it? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. It right, at cool. All. Yeah, yeah. All mm -hmm. I remember is that the governor so it was, probably was involved. Very much in line with the rest of The Walking Dead. Season three, so a okay. while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Back when we could still remember the Frank Darabontes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they they talked about specs as like a thing. They did not emphasize it. This is in like screenwriting classes. Screenwriting or classes. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, to be to be honest, the not a lot of my classes were geared towards television. Yeah, which is there is a very feature centric point of view. There. I also will admit that my my program has was fifty fifty split between playwriting and screenwriting. Oh wow! So there were a lot of people who were like, "Yeah, this is how you write plays." Yeah, a lot of Virginia Slims in that class, huh? Uh, no, his name is Bruce Graham. Virginia Slims are a cigarette, but yeah, sure. Uh, okay, yeah. No, no, his, no. It, it, the exact opposite of, of that then. Yeah. Uh, no, he is a, the head of my playwriting department was Bruce Graham. Wonderful man. He wrote Anastasia. Anastasia. Oh, the animated one? The animated one. I love that movie. He hates it. I'll give him a ho. Well, and a ho. Uh, uh, my favorite story about him is one year a incoming freshman walked up to him all giddy and like clutching her book and went mr graham i just want to let you know that anastasia is my favorite princess movie and he just oh, turned God. to her and went she's dead she's huh. a dead 15 year old russian girl none of that actually happened <laughs> yo and this well, yeah, guy the, the real story is like she was murdered yeah in that she did not escape um he writes hallmark movies oh, God. to for the paycheck. Don't you knock it. Sorry, Don't you knock you it, girl. No, no. No, he writes him for the paycheck so that he can fund his two-man plays that he puts on in Philly. Wow. That That's is his dope. true passion. That's dope. And that is... I mean, as he should. 
That's yeah, dope. They're usually about baseball. No, man, I got a, I got a, I got a couple of actor but, friends in the Hallmark rotation, and it keeps them in breath. You do like one, two Hallmark movies a year, and yeah. they'll keep coming back to you if they know that you're any good and are like willing to not do like crazy drug orgy parties during <laughs> during production. Yep. Um, Fair. Anyway, um, back to the original question of whether or not I was taught specs. The answer is pretty much no. Okay. It was a it was a heavy feature. How to pitch features? How to pitch? Uh, so they taught you pitching. That's interesting. They taught yeah. us pitching. They taught us pitching. That that was a big deal. Um, we did have a class when I was a an intern out here mm-hmm. um, for a summer program where they did something called an evening with, which was the entire point of that class was each week a new person comes in and tells how they broke into the industry. Okay. Now the problem with my year. Uh, which they have since remedied, is that it was mostly people that my mostly retired professor knew who was still working. Okay. So it was people who were like, yeah, I was in the mailroom. Well, wrote a telegram to Western Union. Yeah, I was. I, and they're like, but every week they prefaced it with, this probably wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, great. Then why are you here? To be fair, though, I, I would think that it, you could bring any working writer in right now and they would preface their story with, this probably won't work for you. Yeah, like, exactly. like, because that's certainly been my experience. It's yeah. like, everybody's like, I don't know, man, I was here. Nothing was happening. Suddenly it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now it, they have since remedied that class and now it's all working people my age who are like, just tell their stories of how they got to be where they are. Dope. Which, that's, that does seem more helpful. And also like. It is. And I think it's definitely, it's, it's really the entire point of that class is to build a network, an alumni network. Yeah. I was going to say, just yeah. like people in college handing like getting cards from other kids from my school yeah who are just like i i need people who are going to be out here one day to work are you uh, denny are you on screenwriting twitter at all yeah kind of mm. but i honestly don't scroll on twitter mm-hmm. very fair. often nowadays you're a tiktoker unfortunately yeah is there t- is there screenwriting tiktok yeah, there is. There is. I follow a lot of I didn't even know that. like working writers and there's this one guy. It's crazy. There's this one guy who's really, really famous, literally just for being a fucking PA. And he has he's verified like I'm, I think he has probably if not millions, like hundreds of thousands of followers. And he gets invited to red carpets and he's literally he was a PA on like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I think he was also a PA on this new movie is very very gen z movie that's coming out i forgot the name of it but it has like dylan o'brien and like fucking zoe something i forgot her name i've never heard of dylan o'brien so yeah okay cool yeah. Oh, you've never teen heard wolf. of dylan o- yeah, yeah yeah he's on teen wolf and bitches love him i'm aware that there was a show called teen wolf he was on that okay yeah yeah, yeah. And he was uh, he was he was some like his big comeback was some like action movie that did not do well his most recent comeback What's the Taylor Swift music video that was like 10 minutes long? Oh. All right. Clearly, I need to pay wow. more attention. I'm going to show you. You guys page. need to pay attention oh, yeah, yeah, to what Gen Z is up the to. One, the one where she released the cut of the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel like I saw that, actually. And yeah. I feel like the guy in it, I was like, this is pretty good. That's Dylan O'Brien. I like music videos. Music videos are dope. That's where, like, experimentation happens. Yeah. All the cool editing and cinematography. You get some good directors who's your, out of... Who's your, uh, do what? You get some good directors like the Daniels. That movie was dope. Did you Did you get to see it? I went on Sunday and it was sold out. Yeah. Girl, was that when you get your tickets online. The, yeah. the theater that I like to go to for these movies doesn't have online sales. Oh my God. 
get over yourself. Literally, Listen, no, like, no, no, no. I'm, blam- I'm blaming them because there has been a web page on their website that says online so online sales ticket sales coming soon for seven years. He's doing the white man point. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, I'm what? sending them to hell. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a uh, that was is that a thing? I just made it up. Okay, cool. It seems you like you heard a thing. it here first. I do the white man point. Connor's coming up with new symbols of the patriarchy. It's different from the Karen point, where it's like you're pointing at someone. Okay, and for the the listeners, Danny's is demonstrating pointing straight out, but with sort of a kind of like flick of the wrist that makes it real Blah, 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 racial slurs. And then the white man point is pointing down. As if they're pointing like onto a table, like this needs to be done. Yeah, no, this is someone who's giving a speech yelling about (laughs) the fact that they have to call, they have to to look minorities in the eye now. I almost, I'm just talking. No, you know what? No, I like it. You heard it here first. We are on the cutting edge of um, of Pop signs of the patriarchy to look out for. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I hope, like, I'm just going to preface point. this. Nothing I say is serious ever. Yeah, this okay. is a show called Tall Talk where we introduce ourselves with our heights um, <laughs> and just wait till, wait till you hear the sign off. If anybody is taking us seriously, um, it's time for some serious self-examination. How did you find this podcast? And then how did you decide that it was in any way a serious podcast? I'm pretty sure we opened with a discussion about milk. So um, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So at this point, if you're taking us seriously, that's on you. Uh, we spent the next episode just talking about Godzilla. That is. And Rand. <laughs> Connor knows everything about Godzilla. Like it's crazy. Wow. You want to like, know about Godzilla? No, no. We, already did, we already did that. Good. Um, <laughs> I got no more facts. I can't sit through it again. Uh, like, uh, however cl- much of a clusterfuck you think that mythology is, ten times worse. Oh, it's all a money sink. Um, there was something. Uh, uh, he's the character who's appeared in the most films. We're not doing it ever. Again. We're not doing it again. I just said that. We're not doing it. So is, is there, any, aside from this PA, is there anybody, like, w- when you're following this TikTok, are you just... Oh, yeah. Do you follow him for, like, legitimate advice, or are you just... I don't follow him. He just pops oh. up onto my for you page. Okay. But because I'm a hater, I just think he's annoying. So nice. I'm like, congrats, nice. like that's cool, but like, oh, okay. Thank you for the pessimism. Connor, <laughs> Connor's always like loving stuff. No, I'm literally here. such a no, hater. No, I mean, it's, it's I don't like most bad. TikTok things in general. I feel like the people who get famous on there aren't are very disingenuous. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There's some good stuff on TikTok though. No, like, I, I there follow, is some good I stuff. Tell you, man, that's the, that's the beginning. Like I like, follow this one girl who was a writer on the like iCarly reboot. Which they reboot? Okay, yeah. They reboot it. Oh my god! Sometimes you know, I forget. I'm, I'm literally 14. I'm, well, I'm, yeah. Then you should not be watching the new iCarly. Wasn't there a threesome episode? Yeah, no, the iCarly reboot is like wild. I didn't watch it. I tried watching it, and I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. But apparently, it's like yeah, like they no, talk about threesomes the, so, and so stuff. Did they do the thing with her that they were gonna do with Lizzie McGuire? Yes. Where it's yeah. Like now we're doing yeah. the older because like I was pumped for that Lizzie McGuire show because fucking Hilary yeah. Duff. Not to go down the rabbit hole, but I do want to make a comment that Sam from iCarly wasn't in the reboot, and I don't know if anyone listening like knows about the tea that happened with Jeanette McCurdy who played Sam. Um, I know. Okay. I don't. She didn't want to be an actress after like. Three years of being an actress. There's a lot of stuff. Literally, just go on Reddit and look up like Jeanette McCurdy, Dana okay. Schneider. I'm not even gonna get into it. Like, oh, if, Dana if Schneider. You know. Okay, Dana Schneider. I know. Yes. Like Dana Schneider has been a known quantity for a lot she longer than is, I think iCarly was her show. She's coming out with a memoir. Ooh. And I like. I'm so ready. It's literally called. What is it? Isn't it about her mom? Oh, it it's it's literally called. I'm glad my mom died. Oh, I think I saw something Dude, like that. Dude, it's going to be so like, good. And I was like, I, I know who this person is, but I don't know why I know who this person is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, no, I know about the, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, as tea goes. That was, that was, that was, that was one of those where I was like, oh, I don't no. like it when you say tea. No, I can say tea now. 
It's been said on the podcast. So I, like you, you, you I don't some, like it that you look at me when you, you want do some it. Hot, you want some hot goss there, Connor? That's way better. Yeah. Hot goss? Hot goss. Hot goss. For, uh, for writing TikTok people, I want to shout out Kyle Prue. He's a wonderful man. You just sat over here and shit all over TikTok. No, no. we find out that... I said that there was... I told her that there was some good... There, she said there were some gems, and I agreed, and he is one of them. All right. Real He's a delightful man. He's here. a writer. He's got a web series out called Rabbit. You should all check it out. Okay. Is he paying us? No. Okay, why are we plugging him? Because I like him. All right, fine. <laughs> um, but uh, also, you're like, I hate TikTok and what it's doing to the world, but watch this TikTok. Jesus. Well, God. he's not a... No, his web series is on YouTube. So technically, he's a YouTuber now. I don't like having conversations with you anymore. Um, <laughs> like, like, uh, 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 just like, like figure out what you're saying and say it. But, um, uh, uh, love it when he goes old man. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> goddamn tin cans and wires connecting everything. The, uh, but so like, um, the way I never answered the spec question. Did you what never? Am I here for? Oh yeah. Yeah. Answer the spec, answer the spec question. <laughs> yeah. How do they teach you? We didn't. We didn't teach. They didn't teach us specs. They were like, Not no one wants that anymore. Write yeah. your own shit. Okay. But they were like, if you want to write a spec script, like it's good practice. But no that... one really asks for it anymore. And the only time I ever had to write a spec script was when I applied for the TV Academy internship, and I wrote a Pen Fifteen spec script. But other than that, nope, it's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It really felt like when I wrote mine that it was sort of just like a. A holdover. Yeah. It was like a good job. You did it. Yeah. Now yeah. Focus on your own stuff. Yeah. All right. So that's interesting. Actually, like our our experience aligns a lot more than I than I initially would have thought. We've each written one spec and been like, yeah, not for me. Like, Can I just talk about how fucking annoying it is that they teach you pitching? Like, no, I don't need to learn know how to pitch right now. Like, like I get it's like useful, but the reality is you're not going to pitch until like you have so long until you actually have to do that. I would rather learn more useful things. This okay. I mean, I may be very much old man yelling, yelling in this one, but like, I actually okay. I was not taught pitching. I wonder if there is some value there, just in terms of like, because it, it's it, it, as much as I wish it was talent or a good script that's going to get you a job. It's not. It's meeting somebody who can get you a job. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. But the point that I was trying to make is just like. Learning pitching in a class is not going to help you okay. learn that skill set. I learned more about. Yeah, what was your pitching class like? Like they learned, they taught us how to make a look lookbook and the, basically. Oh, see, I I have. I they didn't teach us that. They taught mm-hmm. us like the elevator pitch. Like they were like, okay, you'll do you you'll do like a presentation pitch, which is just like talking about it. Yeah, and then like a, maybe a thirty second pitch and a five second like a. Not a five second, yeah. but th- there were like three levels of the of each project that you had to pitch. Um, but there was never a lookbook. There was never any of that. And I mm-hmm. I want to know how to do and that. And just just to define terms briefly, an elevator pitch is the pitch that you could give somebody if you happen to be trapped in an elevator with them. And uh, a lookbook is a series of graphics and sort of uh, pictures, generally from stills from generally other projects yeah. that sort of set the mood that you're looking for. Set the mood, actors, actor like that. possibilities, that kind of thing. But that's a really interesting point, Danny. It's like, is that like what you're saying is it would it, like maybe if they had set up some sort of public arena or yeah. ability to do well, this. I don't of even know. People. I just think the best way to learn that is just from real life experiences and having to talk 
to people in real life. Like sure. I learned more from g- grabbing coffee with one of the agents here than I did in like yeah. classes like that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think that was the other thing that was drilled into our heads that like doesn't matter how talented you are, it's literally all networking. Like if you have a bestie who is in the industry, that's your way in and you need to capitalize on that unfortunately. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've 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 like I've made it a habit of just giving everybody like they ask me for advice. I'm like, yeah. whatever your way in is like, I know you want to be seen as a beautiful, magical writer who gets selected for talent. And I'm going to yeah. tell you that nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Like whatever way you get in, if you stay in, people know you're meant to be there because all the nepotism in the world kind of gets you one or two shots. Yep. But anybody who's there after that can do it, whether, you know, and they use their advantages to get there. There's only so many, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you have like a better chance of playing for the NBA than being a working screenwriter yeah. your entire career. Um, yeah, but I'm built different, so I'll probably be like working at HBO next year. Exactly. Oh, I've I've been like sure that HBO is gonna call me <laughs> for the last ten years, and you gotta you gotta keep uh, like you really like that's a joke, but it's also like you do have to believe that. No, you literally have to be delusional. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you have to wake up and be like, yeah, so I'm like, a this writer. This is the one. Like this, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's my b- biggest advice just be delusional yeah no i I think there is i i I honestly don't think there is any better advice there is just just keep at it man just keep banging your head against that wall um yeah i just i do i do see value in teaching pitching but i also i see where you're coming from which is just like and i should say actually that was I almost went into a pure screenwriting program in college. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I didn't was because the way it was structured was you were kind of with the same 10 to 20 people for all four years. And are you talking uh, students and and professors or students? Well, I I think I'm not really sure on the professor front, but I know that like, I I I say to the screenwriting. The one, the one like gripe I do have about my program is that, Pretty much every class was taught by one of the same four people. So at a certain point, you, you're, you're writing for those four people. You're yeah. yeah, writing for those four people. You're going to get the same notes back every time, and it's just like, am I gagging the best? Well, I think feedback? I, th- I think the most the most deeply frustrating thing about film school and I, I, screenwriting school, I imagine, is that like uh, the 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 dirty truth is that like nobody would be teaching here if they could be working. Like, and so you are. Aside from the occasional, like, somebody doing a, a semester for a lark, you know, but it's like you're dealing with people who, for whatever reason, aren't getting jobs. And, like, that's where your information is coming from. Yeah. And, like, exactly. I, I realize that that's a little bit harsh, but it's also true. Oh, my God. Like, not to put anyone on blast. Yeah. But I specifically I can, I can have, not, names. I have I, not mentioned my, my school's name. Yeah, yeah. I found out if I had recently that. One of the main professors in the department that I was in, this is like so embarrassing. They didn't even know the difference between a manager and an agent. And that is the most alarming thing to me. That's they were asking one. me. Yeah. They were asking me, and I was like, Well, one can produce. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you, you, you decide which one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so it's just that. I think, you know what's interesting though? I feel like for a really long time, there's this narrative of people being like, if you want to work in the industry, you don't have to go to school. Like, you don't have to go to school for it. And I don't know if I agree with that anymore. It's, that's like a societal thing where it's like, screenwriting is young enough 
yeah. that for a long time, like like when it starts, it's people who are coming like, out of school. But then mm-hmm. anybody can do it, and it's like tech in the '90s. You know, it's like any like you don't need degrees yeah. and connections. But as soon as it becomes a defined pathway to yeah. power and or riches and or fame, yeah, that's true. then that's when all of a sudden there's like, a gate yeah, to keep. Yeah, gates gates show up for it. Yeah, it's um, at some point we'll go into like my long. I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a theory that... Um, oh, we were talking back to speaking of, of people being delusional and not going to school. I constantly see on uh, screenwriting Reddit people going like, can I just start writing? <laughs> and like, I'm just like, yes. I, I'm like... I'm like, yes, you... A lot of, and I will say that the responses are way more like m- measured and calm of just like, yeah, you can. Probably won't amount to anything, yeah. but yeah. if you just want to screenwrite as a hobby, go for it. Yeah, Although, I mean, I, I will say, like, I um, I uh, this is in, I'm I'm sure a mixture of arrogance and pigheadedness and stuff like that. But I have never found screenwriting advice to be particularly helpful or good. Like, like essentially, three act structure, understand what it is, how it works, why it's there, and like why you might want to work against it sometimes you and know like how, do what we had a conversation about screenwriting twitter just the two of us not uh-huh. on the podcast like two days ago yeah i will say that since then i saw what i think is my favorite tweet about screenwriting twitter, which is just the only rule is the script has to be good yeah no that i mean no that i mean if it's written in crayon and eyeliner like they're gonna yeah. take it yeah. they'll be a little confused but like <laughs> but they will take it there's gonna be some questions about child labor laws but yeah <laughs> But like, uh, but that's the thing. It's like you learn three act structure, you learn the hero's journey, and like you just you know them. You just know that they ex- like. I'm not saying you gotta like you gotta know all. I'm saying like understand what they are as references. Yeah. Everything else is style. Everything else is style, and if it's any good, like there is no, mm-hmm. like so I am I, I'm, I'm very suspicious of anybody who sets themselves up as a screenwriting advice person like mm-hmm. uh not dana had given notes but she asked for the notes um and connor connor asked for notes on his scripts too um oh actually i'm not gonna I you, do, you can cut this because but you i might have a new script for you to, i will uh, hand it over buddy right. but uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not out here like trying to trying to offer myself as expertise guy um um just I old just value your input yeah i'm just old and and have valuable input but um uh, danny we talked about scripts uh, that we've been working on that are interested in. Do you have anything you want to talk about in that front? Oh yeah. Wait, what? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing here. But, oh but, no, but, I was I was making I was like you're, you're getting just, you're just cutting me off. You're getting very excited about a future podcast no. and, I, and I, are I, just I, starting. Have to, you even like published notes. this one? No. <laughs> we, 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 we gotta, you gotta you gotta you gotta you always gotta have something in the hopper. What are you guys doing? You, you, you think I just do this when inspiration strikes? No. Then you never get anything done. You drink a bunch of coffee and you do it when you have to. That's how I operate. Yeah. No, I mean like I only operate when inspiration strikes. I'm oh, unable. You can't, you can't wait for that muse, girl. You guys just like. I'm unable thing. to I, do um, that. It's a habit. It's not good. It's a habit. It is a habit. Like I, I'm, I'm halfway between the two of you. I feel like because I uh, Lex just gave me some notes on the script that I want you to read soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I took about half the notes and I worked them in and there are these other ones, the bigger notes. I'm like looking at them going, I don't know how to make these work right now. And part of me just immediately went, wait until you figure it out and then do it. But that could be weeks yeah. if I let it. You gotta just try and, I'm, and, and I, yeah. it's open on my laptop right now and I've just been staring at it kind of like, 
chipping away at one scene. I'm like, I'm going to get it yeah. soon. The nice thing about just moving forward is when you write it, it will be terrible. But the terribleness, you will see how it should and be. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you'll be like, this is so bad. But as soon as you have something to see, you're like, this is what needs to change to be better. This is what needs to change to be better. This is what needs to be changed. And so it's like, this is actually a question. See, then I just never want to look at it again. Cause I'm like, this is so bad. Like I'm, That's, I'd rather kill myself. I did have that. To reread it. I did that for the second draft of this. And I'm on the fourth. Um, I really wish that maybe, maybe you said you didn't do a full screenwriting program. Your official, uh, I'm blanking on the word. Um, like major major was screenwriting. Not officially. It was kind of more of an overall film program, but okay. I like you gravitated towards. I gravitate towards you screenwriting and like yeah, 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 like all my most right. of my classes were screenwriting okay. classes. But I will say the program was not good. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was going to say Omar. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. I actually no, like I liked a lot of my classes, and I do think that they, unfortunately they were a symptom of of a transitional period in the industry where I received a lot of information that is no longer yeah. that, that's okay. relevant. Let, let, let me draw one distinction here. Like, cause I keep calling them terrible, but like, that's not exactly true. What I feel like is that screenwriting education programs, all of them, like in real education and, and also like external programs have misaligned incentives with what our incentive, like our goal is not to write the perfect script. Yeah. No one, everyone's goal here is to have a career in writing, yeah. to sell scripts, to like, and, and the thing is, Actually, I these, want to be remembered. Okay, ignore that Connor. Was deep. Um, but uh, but like this is like so so much of of instruction is about making the most perfect script, and I don't think it's particularly good for that either. But I'm saying like it's it's not about trying to get you hired, which is a very different task. And I've never heard of anybody who didn't have to learn how to do it all by themselves, and that's, no matter how much education they did. That was actually the point I was roundabout trying You're to get to. You're welcome for me making it better. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I feel like the classes that we took did not do a good job of helping us understand how to actually push forward with the writing, except for a grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I wish that there was some sort of class where you could teach a work ethic, but that's insane. And But I think that's the thing. I think that's, if you want, you're, that, that's the thing that separates you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like it, writing is not the hard part. Rewriting is the hard part. As Hemingway says, the first draft of anything is shit. And so, like, um, here's what I yeah. propose. Lay it on me, girl. They invent a camp where all writers go, and if you don't finish the draft, they literally kill you. So a concentration camp for writers. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, I didn't <laughs> say that. Okay, wow. Well, no, you I mean, have to concentrate to write. It's to, yeah. It's to teach discipline. And so, like, if you don't finish, you, if you don't hit the word count, they beat you. Okay. So okay. So just beatings. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. Like. Okay. No, fine. I mean, Maybe I, they don't kill you, but like they banish you from the industry. And you're how about they like? How about like for every every day <laughs> you don't. This is just a fellowship. Every day you don't you don't hit you, every day you don't hit your page count. They like publish one of your diary pages or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. You know? they leak like, that's like. Wait. Did you guys have you guys ever seen Nathan for you? Nathan Nathan Fielder is perhaps my favorite person. No, like I would. In this industry. I would literally fuck him just because of how funny he is. I met him once at the Magic Castle. Shut he, the fuck he's up. He's exactly as awkward. Shut the fuck up. He's exactly. Up. I like literally. He was I, at I, the I Magic I was, Castle. I was like, look. I was like, hey man, sorry. Like, I loved you. In I've loved you since John Benjamin has a van. And he was like, that's so cool, man. And that was like sort of like, that was sort of everything. Like, I'm so jealous like, of you. And then and then and then we sort of like looked at each other and. 
we're both kind of done with it. I was like, I don't really want to talk to you more. Stop. I don't want you. I don't want you. I was like, I don't want you to be anything other than Nathan Fielder for I me. Love like, that. also, also, side note, I've got to show you the promo for um, uh, How to with John Wilson, where he has a fucking TikTok house, where he's the fucking TikTok I, house. I, I love that. Oh my god, dude! It, I love it's Nathan Fielder. My, all my usernames are like it's perfect. It's the first Holocaust aware clothing brand. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, but oh, I was okay. going to say like yeah, yeah, yeah. the that one episode where he <laughs> forms a weight loss program and like yeah. if you don't hit the the m- amount of weight you want to lose, he sends out like something really embarrassing. <laughs> like the photo of like the naked guy in the hot dog suit. Oh my god. We need to do something like that. God, I miss it. You've seen you've seen you've seen like the finale of that show too, right? Yeah, but like I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't Okay. Okay. I it's, don't it's exactly the, remember it's what the, the one, Bill it's the one Gates. where they take the Bill Gates impersonator to find his okay. like, long lost girlfriend. I and like it is one of the most unique yeah. pieces of art I have no, ever seen. I love that man. Like, like my username on Instagram is literally Danny for you. Nice. And my Fortnite username is Nathan Fielder Stan. Now the generational divide appears. I love Fortnite. Have you guys ever played Fortnite? I have heard of Fortnite. Fortnite is so fun. I've never yeah. played it, but that's because it's, I don't super like battle royale games. I, 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 I will say, like, at, at some point, like, how do you feel? Okay, I know enough about this. How do you feel about no build? It is the best thing that has ever fucking happened. That's oh. the only reason why I play it. Oh. I hate, I hated building on there. Okay. I just want to kill people. Like, I don't want to build a fucking house right now. That's why. That's why I used to play Left 4 Dead too. No, like, like, like hundreds of years ago. I played yeah. Left 4 Dead too. Oh, dude, game. it was like it was 15 minutes. Don't like, play. You jump in, play it. You're done. Don't play it's their wrong. new game. Back no, for like, blood. Not good. It's the imagine if they tried to make the same game, but with all of the cynicism of modern day video games. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will say like I, I, I was a I was like a cool gamer guy. Like I play I played all the Elder Scrolls and shit like that. And then like around college, like right, right around towards the end of Skyrim being well, I guess Skyrim's still very much a thing. But yeah. like right Skyrim's around the end of like the initial <laughs> Skyrim sort of stuff, I, I really came to the conclusion that like. For me, at least, video games competed directly with writing. Like, like it was the same time that I would be using to write. Like, like oh, you see, what I'm saying, okay. like, 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 like yeah. for for me, like, like, like if I've got three hours in the evening, like I can play a game or I can write with that yeah. that time. And like, that's kind of how yeah. I'm feeling with my other podcast. But at the same time, other podcast is a creative outlet, so I don't feel. Yeah, that way. I, 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 I'll also say like I've trained myself so thoroughly to just write that doing stuff like this or editing or whatnot makes me itch because I feel like I'm not actually doing the thing that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But you, I'm trying to look at it more holistically as like it's all creativity. I feel like that's like the generational divide because I'll be writing and be like, I could literally be playing Fortnite right now. Like, why am I doing this? Well, I get. Well, I mean, the, oh, I but, do. But, I, the, but 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 the answer, I do have a backlog is, of games. Because think of all the other people who want to do this, who are also playing Fortnite. I'm gonna fucking beat them. <laughs> I was like, actually gonna say, and I was also gonna help you plug your other thing. <laughs> do you do you feel like you're wasting time uh, with not wasting time? But do you feel like you're taking away from writing time when you do hot girl novel stuff? No, because and tell me what is hot girl novel stuff? It is posting pretty book pictures on Instagram. Hey, that's what it is. That's a brand. But we're almost oh. at 10K, so that's cool. Ooh. But I don't feel like it takes time away. But also, like, as I established earlier, I'm not a disciplined person. Yeah. So there's no time to take. Yeah. <laughs> because I will, like, like, the way I write is, like, I will wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, my God, I need to, like, write 
this right now. Yeah. And they're yeah, just yeah. like, right. Which is not good. No one no one do that. <laughs> v discipline. But Hot Girl Novels is like a second career to me. Like if I don't make it in writing, like I will pursue like pursue that, that <laughs> and even like maybe work in publishing and stuff like that. Word. That's I mean, that's how I feel about my my D and D podcast. I'm like I don't think I'm going to break into the way that like critical role does, but I definitely feel like I have a, there's a way that I could make a living out well, of the it, TTRPG It starts space. to create a brand for you. It starts to create a category for you, which is sort of important. You got to, yeah, yeah. We got to, we, 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 yeah, we got to wrap up here. Um, was there any, there was the, um, yeah, Danny, I would like to continue this conversation. Not on the podcast yeah, a fun. little bit. Cool. Um, but this has been uh, Tall Talk, uh, slightly less uh, profane since Connor has kept all of his swearing to a minimum uh, since there's a, a lady present. Uh, and it's been pretty relaxing, i got to say. It's a lot, lot, lot less harmful on the ears. So this has been Tall Talk. It's okay. I made up for it with all my crude jokes. Oh, she's been over here like just flipping us double birds the whole time. It's been like pretty, pretty intense. So letting Connor out of here, this has been Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4", cunt. And that's how the weather is up here. What did you say? Cunt. <laughs> 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 well, I had that. <laughs>